Hey, this is Mo. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cash Potato Sports Report. T-Bird and Deck in the house tonight. Uh, just happy to have everybody along tonight. Uh, all our regular listeners, glad y'all tuning in and keep tuning in. And uh, hopefully we're going to have some more content for you in, uh, early in the week. And uh, just trying to grow and expand. So y'all stay with us and, and, uh, and keep riding with us. And we're going to do the best we can to get you more content. All right, Dick. Uh, we got NBA playoffs going on, man. NBA, and uh, they've been pretty good, actually. Yeah. And uh, you know, we down to the final eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was watching the uh, um, Lakers and Warriors last night. Uh, Lakers won the first game, and uh, Steph Curry and company came back last night and literally kicked their butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, the, the Warriors are a championship caliber team to where when they get going and uh, Steph and company and um, uh, what's my boy, old crazy man? Um, Draymond Green. Draymond Green. When Lord have mercy. And, uh, you know, you just can't. They, they've been playing together for so long that they're they're that good. And. You know, LeBron, you know, watching that game last night, LeBron got off to that great start, had 21 points in the first half. Yeah. And then, he, you know, LeBron, 38 years old, he ran out of gas in the second half, and AD didn't show up. You know what? It's it's funny because he still has that drive, and he's around a bunch of people that look like they don't share that same drive. Like they're just collecting a paycheck, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, you know, he spends a million dollars a year on his body. Yeah. So you know, and 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 that's why he's where he's at now. But Anthony Davis, to me, is a complete waste of athlete. Uh, he showed up in the first game. In this game, he didn't show up, and that's what they've gotten. Uh, either he don't play or he don't show up, and they're gonna need that because. LeBron is felic- is felicitating to everybody else, wanting somebody else to carry the baton. Facilitating? For, what did I say? Felicitating. I think that was his check I dated once, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> say it again. Facilitating. 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 That's what I said. It just didn't come out right. Yeah. It came out real Southern. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I got to give it to the Lakers, though, and Darvin Ham. I mean, they they playing. Uh, they, I never thought that they were a seventh seed had to play in a playing game. I never thought they'd be here. Yeah. So you know you you got to give it to them the trades they made in the uh, at the All Star break and got some quality players in to get them here. I never thought that that would happen, and uh, so they get credit for where they're at, and, and of course now they believe. So we're going to see how long that lasts because Steph Curry. He still has that drive, dude. I mean, did you see guy, that double team three shoot? The yes. Three was, I mean, the, man. I, I mean, seriously. You can he, set your watch to that guy. He's so, he's so accurate. Steph Curry is the best shooter in NBA history. Now, this is shooter. Wait a minute. What about Mahmoud Aradu, uh, Mahmoud uh, Abdul Rauf? Yeah, short for Chris Jackson. Yeah, bro, uh, don't come on, man. Respect that man. He, I, I'm respecting him. I'm just res- saying for people that don't know, his name was Chris Jackson. He, it was, but let's let's respect the man. He he put in he put in time. He put in the game. Yeah, but you yeah. know he he even with that Tourette's man, that guy was accurate. Uh, yeah, he he was. But Steph Curry is the best shooter. That, that's ever been in the game. I mean, the stuff that he does is is unbelievable. I, I, I watched him the other night against them, and he literally threw the ball in from 35 feet. I mean, he got hit, and it wasn't a shot. He, he like, just – and it went in. He just threw <laughs> it in. He just, just 
And Willed I was, it. Yeah, and I, I was just sitting out with my, and he fell down. Yeah. And I was just sitting there with my mouth open. You know, it's, you know, you hear a lot about Steph Curry, and you should. He's he's definitely earned, you know, his flowers in that regard. But one really unsung person that, you know, gets, gets waylaid in his shadow is his brother, Seth. Yeah. Seth is an amazing shooter. He is a really good shooter. And I would like to see him on a different team and to see what he can do on, you know, with well, he, just a different environment. Altogether. He's been on a couple of different teams, but he's not a great shooter like his brother now. Come on. I mean, because if he was, then the NBA would know and he wouldn't he wouldn't have traveled around the league the way he has. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's sad because you could see the potential. You can see, you know, he's got he's got the chops, he's got the skill. Yeah, he's just he, if he's in the right spot. Yeah, and you know, and that's what it's all about. You gotta be in the right situation. Um, but you know, Seth is a is a decent basketball player, but again, he is not Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the entity of his own. I mean, how much is that is is hype? versus i mean I, I, i'm not saying that he's been hyped up but how much of that is he's on a good team he's doing well on a good team and he he's got the hardware to back it up well versus yeah, but and, and i'm not saying he's not a true talent don't don't you know don't think that i'm not saying that what i'm saying is with every shot you see highlights of him yeah well that's just the way that's just the way it's covered yeah, he's the star. You know, Traymond Green is a star, but he's a different type of star. Yeah, because he plays head games. He's like <laughs> he's like Howard Stern with a basketball. You yeah. know what I mean? He, yeah. he gets in people's heads, and we're talking about him. And then he'll score 11, 12 points. He'll have eight to ten rebounds, and but he's like a point center, a point forward. He can bring the ball down through their offense. He brings the ball down some and starts the offense. So they use him for specific reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's what they uh he did last night against the Lakers. Uh and I think I think LeBron and them were more so uh tired. They're older. Yeah. They're I mean, an old team. I mean, that's part of it. Is this you know, it's it's death by a thousand cuts when you get to that point. Yeah, you, can, you know, you know, can LeBron them, especially LeBron. Can he keep up that intensity for a seven-game series now? Not by himself. No. He shouldn't have to do it by he, himself, that's man. What I'm, that's why he's trying to get these other guys to step up. So yeah. at crunch time, he can be LeBron. I wish he was in a different uniform. Well, he ain't want to be in a different uniform. I know. I know. But I mean, how, how good would he look in a Hawks jersey is what I'm saying. I'm just putting it out there. He, I don't think it would ever happen. No. Nah. I'm just saying – he would he if somebody care. approached him with that he would laugh oh i'm sure he would. <laughs> i mean you I'm know sure. just just because we don't get no respect i mean it's not just we don't get any respect it's he's in hollywood yeah he's in the his, mecca. his agent is there you know he's he, he's in the mecca you and, know the uh, weather is better there yeah and 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 you know the lakers uh i gotta give it to them there to be where they're at you gotta give some credit there but uh, I really think that the Golden State Warriors will win this series. Um, you know, I, uh, LeBron is is LeBron, but he ain't the LeBron of just three, four years ago. You know, and that that makes a difference because Anthony Davis, AD, was supposed to take this baton and take it, but he can't do it. Yeah, it's, he can't do it. It's I hate to say it, man, but yeah, you're right. He he can't do it. He he's um, he's too fragile. He he's too soft. Um, he don't show up. He was missing that little uh free throw jumper that they was giving him. Excuse I mean, me. He was missing that last night. Would he be a star on a different team though? No, he was with the Pelicans and he's supposed to be a star and he wouldn't play. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he where he wanna be. That's why he he pulled that prank so he could go to the Lakers. Yeah. So he got to the Lakers. They won. They won the title in 2020 in the bubble. Yeah. A lot of people are gonna put an asterisk beside that. Yeah. And uh because it was, you know, uh it was the uh 
the bubble and the pandemic. But it's a win. I don't understand yeah, why people would put an asterisk on that. Because uh, not every team was there. And it was shorter. Well, yeah, it was shorter. And, you know, you got to think about 82 games. You got to think about uh, the not being in a bubble. You got to all that stuff that go with the pandemic. Yeah. But they won it. He got a title. But AD has, to me, in his career, hadn't lived up to who he was supposed to be. So, you know, he got a title with a younger LeBron two years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know. But, but, but you know, so uh, he's not on your Christmas list. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have him on my team. Uh, but uh, again, the the series is tied one one, and you know the Lakers may win one more. Yeah, but uh, you, you see I, them getting closed out, man. I, I think I think it it may go seven, but I'm looking at six games. Yeah, it may go six games. Especially if Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson just went off last night, and I'm, he he was, you know, Clay Thompson went off last night. He, but how many times has he done that? I but well, see, that's the point. Those guys, they have those special moments. Him and Steph Curry, they have those special moments. You don't have them all the time, but they've had them more than most. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and and. When they shooting threes in their own, they almost unbeatable. LeBron them can't shoot threes. LeBron them are not the Lakers are not a good high percentage jump shot team. That's yeah. why I think LeBron ought to be posting people up. Him and AD. Yeah, and the thing about that is that is a physically demanding way to play, and when you're playing that physical, it's hard to keep that up. With Golden State, they can shoot the lights out. It's a lot easier to just shoot all the damn time and get those those high percentage three pointers and just go about your business. Well, three pointers are not high percentage now. They they're they are when you have Steph Curry. <laughs> well, uh if you're on your own, but to play the LeBron's and the Lakers strength is in the paint. That because they're not a good jump shooting team. So their strength is in the paint. That's why AD got to got to step up. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder got to step up. Mm -hmm. All these guys, they they got to step up. So LeBron, in the in crunch time, he's got enough energy to get them over the hump. I mean, there's the, that also that mental aspect of it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you can go up. You you know, you can get it in for an easy twenty footer, and then the other team takes it down. And they hit a three, and that adds up over the game it just adds up man like you just it's hard it's really hard yeah i mean so you know uh then we got the knicks and the heat uh you know uh jimmy butler was hurt uh i think he's gonna play tomorrow um uh, i didn't see the knicks being here actually the knicks were favored over the heat because the hawks beat the heat uh, in the play-in game but uh and I heard a remark the other day that they beat us. But I mean, we beat them because they knew they would have rather played uh, someone else than Boston because we had to play Boston. So they got their wish. And now they playing a, a team like the Knicks who they can beat and uh, that we wasn't respected per se because they're saying, we ain't worried about the Hawks. We want to try to get a better position yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that being said, you know, I still take the win if I'm a Hawks because we need to win anything we can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but uh, anyway, that uh, you know, they're going to play tomorrow um, at uh, Saturday, 3.30. It's going to be a couple of games on in the afternoon. Then you got the Nuggets and the Suns. And then you got the Celtics and the 76ers. Joel Embiid uh, was announced as the MVP of the league for the 76ers. So I know he was gunning for that because he'll say he'd rather win than get that, but he's lying. And, you think uh, he's lying? You really think that? Or yeah. do you think he's just trying I, to be a gamer? I I know he wants to win, uh -huh. but you want that MVP title too because he was saying that he deserved it. Yeah. So. These guys, when they tell you, it's only a few guys that don't let individual awards 
affect them. Most guys want awards. But, I mean, but you got to yeah, play it's sort it. of the nature of Western culture. Well, like you got to play it down because of the media. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, yeah, you do because I mean, it's a very fine line between you know celebrating your little win and coming off as kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah. So he he wanted it. So you know, anyway, uh, this these playoffs are uh, some of the best playoffs in the NBA history. Uh, they're getting a lot of uh, uh, attention and and good for them because. I'm even watching more, you know, uh, Jokic for Denver is, is the man. He's, he's, he's something special. He man. plays his tail off and he gets so many people involved. He does. He does. He does. So I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know. Pick, Dem- pick your team to win that. I Denver, no doubt. So you know? he, he picking Denver. I'm what not, I'm not going to pick Denver. Um, uh, I'm even though I hate it, it's going to be seven, six or Lakers. <laughs> Anyway, but anyway, we'll be back in in a, in a minute, guys, and uh, we're gonna hit all the topics tonight. So y'all stay with us. Hey, this is Mo Beta from the Couch Potato Sports Report. Graduation is upon us, and a new car is a great gift. Don't just send them into the world with a reliable ride, but unreliable insurance. At the LeVette Group, we will find the best tailor-made policy. We could even add on renter's insurance for further coverage and a better deal. Just call Todd Dean at the LeVette Group. Call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Again, call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. All right, back here on the Cash Potato Sports Report, T-Bird and Dick in the house this week. Uh, Dick, we're going to stick with uh, basketball just for a minute. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks fired head coach Mike Budenholzer. I'm going to put it in my app. I'm going to put it in my app. Uh, well, you know, I didn't see that coming. I don't think a lot of people – I don't think he saw it coming. Uh, I, I mean, you know, they won the title – uh what two years ago yeah two years and uh uh coach bud is was what he's called he was a former head coach of the atlanta hawks he was he came from uh san antonio spurs he was uh coach pops uh top assistant we felt like when we had him in atlanta we had a great coach uh had five all-stars on the team mm-hmm. i think we won 60 games one year and we were comp- made playoffs every year mm-hmm. um I, I, when he left, he left Atlanta because we started to go into a rebuilding mode. He didn't want to be a part of it. I don't blame him. And so they, they mutually parted. Yeah. Went straight to Milwaukee. Got, they got Giannis and just and one of the greatest players. Yeah. yeah sure. And, and the rest is history. Put a, put a great team together. And the word that, that that's coming down the line is that, because they exited the playoffs in the first round this year, mm-hmm. they didn't like it. And rumor was that a couple of years ago they were there was talk that he may be let go out. You know, that's their that's in their sports media. I didn't hear that down here. And uh I was trying to figure out why, because I think he done a great job and you won a title, but that just goes to show you that that um it's what have you done for me lately? 
It is, and it's sad. Um, but I also kind of look at it like, okay, we got Quinn Snyder. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this when you we were talking about him getting fired. We we just got Quinn Snyder. What if we had brought him back? Um, well, at that time, we we what the well, this is a whole new regimen now. You see what I'm saying? So uh I I what if we had brought Bud back is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it might I don't know. I don't know if they would want to go backwards that early. I mean, you know, he just left. It's not, I don't even necessarily say it's backwards. I mean, he's proven himself before. He makes one mistake. Oh, I shouldn't say one mistake, but he made a, a you know, a, a a thoughtless mistake and well, he made a couple of questionable calls at the end of uh the game in the playoffs a couple of times and I guess they felt like that was one too much. A couple of times he uh they had the ball late, should they had two timeouts available, didn't call timeout. Uh, I guess the powers that be felt like, you know, you should have called timeout there to give us a chance to, you know, run a set to try to get a shot up. One game they did not get a shot up at the end of the game. So yeah, you know, so I I think they questioning that, but he said, you know, we've done that many times. So yeah. just because you lose, that don't mean that you don't know how to coach anymore. Yeah, you know, so I I don't know. I just thought that was a quick hook, but Coach Bud is a good coach, and he won't be unemployed for long. No, 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 he'll definitely get picked up. Yeah, know? so he'll it, just it, take the summer off and get a job real quick yeah it ain't it ain't like he gonna miss any house payments or anything no no it'd be all right (laughs) just lay off the avocado toast it'd be all right um what about what about who's that one coach from boston that got an axe emaya duca yeah and now he's the coach of the houston rockets well would you look at that ain't just like that and i wanted him in atlanta but yeah i guess he was too dirty well i you know what He, he Sounds like he's not getting my VIP pass to Magic City. So uh, I guess maybe that works not. Out, you know? <laughs> well, I think I think he'll do a great job in Houston, and uh, they're getting a good coach. And but you know, at any rate, you got to have the players. So they're going through a whole rebuilding process. Yeah, that's hard. You know, watching that for a team and then putting that all on the shoulders of a new coach. I mean, it it says a lot about an organization that will have the patience to let it happen because it's not going to happen overnight. Well, that's why they pay them. So, you know. This it, is true. It this is why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah, it's, it's not like they're, they're not getting paid big bucks. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see uh, how that works out. But it does make it easy to sleep on a big pile of $100 bills. Oh, goodness gracious. So, I've been told. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no doubt about it. What do we got up next? We got the Atlanta Braves. Uh playing great baseball right now. Had a great game last night. And uh, we're going to get into a couple of topics with the Braves in, in this segment because – I already know where this is going. Uh, you know, well, first of all, let's talk about the Braves. We beat them Florida – we swept the Florida Marlins. Okay, that's an easy win. Uh-huh. And uh, so we're in first place in our division, I think, with 21 and 10, 22 and 10, something yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, that's saying a lot in the East because the East loaded up this year. The Mets loaded up. Yeah. The Phillies loaded up. Uh-huh. And the Nationals been playing good here lately. So, you know, we got to – we're going to earn it because the East is is a tough division right now. But our Braves are playing good. Marcel Azuna <laughs> hit a grand slam. He hit a grand slam and then a solo or a two-run homer after that. Comes back two nights. This boy been Marcel Azuna of 2020. Okay. And uh, the is thing it, is, it too early to say he's back? It's too early. Okay. But can for, you, the, for them two games, yeah, he was Marcel Azuna of 2020. Can you forgive him for all his past discretions? If he does it for like 125 <laughs> more games, <laughs> I'll forgive. You. 125 more. That's but, it, right? But, but it, it, that if he gets up to 124. It's all off, right? No, nah, I, I give him 124. Okay, 124. But right. it, you know that would make if he was if he hitting that makes our lineup that much deeper. Everybody gonna forget about it. It's gonna be t- trade requests coming in, and I yeah. guarantee you they're trading. Yeah, yeah, because they will trade him. Yeah, yeah. If if he gets up the ways, playing pretty well, 
because that's what you're trying to get him into a situation to help your team and to make him tradable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, with, um, with all their, um, their minor league teams, you know, just bringing up all the right people. It's very easy to get replaced if you're just not, you know, if somebody else can do your job for a little bit less. Well, that, and he hadn't been playing well. Matter of fact, he talked to Snicker the other day and he told Snicker that he thought about quitting. Wow. Yes, because he was, I mean, he was depressed. You know, all the stuff off the field. Yeah. uh, uh, The, it's just been a disaster ever since 2020 and and it's finally got to him but it those moments had to be pretty cathartic for him to you know sort of get through for that little bit of time he was not thinking about his problems he was just in the moment and feeling it yeah and you could tell he had that smile on his face he uh, was he you know he was marcel azuna of 2020 yeah and and uh he was an mvp candidate mvp candidate in 2020 yeah and uh and then you go through literally two years of non-production and the off the field stuff you know the stuff with your wife the, the getting pulled over uh uh-huh. dui i mean for two years he's he, in his mind he's had hell yeah so and then you got a team that don't want you no more that's that's gotta be rough that, that's that's that, that's a lot on you so to get them two nights he went three for five a grand slam, the first grand slam of the year for the Braves. Then he hits a a, a solo, and uh, then last night he had another hit. And uh, and you know he's like, I'm feeling myself again. I'm feeling myself. So Snickers gonna ride that out as long as he can ride it. Oh yeah, no question. And, about and it, you man. got to because that makes your lineup so much deeper if he hitting. I mean, it also takes the pressure off anybody that's following him. Oh yeah, yeah. it's. Just, it's it, it takes so much pressure off the team because with all the new rules, it's a lot easier to get singles and doubles. But if he, if you don't have to move one player over, you know, just to get the game going, it, it takes a lot, man. It takes a lot. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Braves are getting good pitching and uh, the, the rookie Dodd came in the other night, pitched a good game, got the win. So that, that's good stuff. But the thing that I want to talk about is I star Ron Lacuna. Uh Oh, uh having a hell of a year i mean he is the ronald lacuna uh that we know and love the the uh he's he's leading the league in stolen bases he's hitting homers he's he's uh moving players over he's uh just just having an mvp type of year and but they hitting him he getting uh in the box pitchers are hitting him trying to keep him off the plate and I'm mad because he got hit in the shoulder the other night. Now, they've had a, a a little barb with the Marlins over the years. You know, they've yeah. always hit him. And I'm mad that nobody has gotten thrown out of the game. Uh, Snit hadn't, we hadn't retaliated by hitting one of their players. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm old school. You, you ain't going to hit my star and I'm not going to hit your star. Yeah, definitely. And, and everybody that's listening, I want to I want to get your thoughts on if I start getting hit at the plate, should we retaliate and and let them know that if you hit our star, we're gonna hit your star. And I want to know uh, what your thoughts is about that. Dex, what's your thought on it? You know, when it comes to it, depends really. If it's an accident, you know, you kind of let it go. But if you if somebody does it, you got to kind of react early because otherwise they're going to set the tone. Yeah. And they try to set the stone, the, the tone by keeping Acuna off the plate some and, you know, just it, get in his head. It, yeah. Get in his head because he, they know that that makes him mad, mm-hmm. but we got to, I think we got to retaliate. I think we've waited long enough and, uh, you know, Snit, whatever you got to do, you're going to have to try to find a way to let other teams know. You're not going to hit our star and then everybody sit around and play cards. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're not going to hit Ron Lacuna. You know, you're not going to hit uh, Matt Olson. You know, uh, you're not going to hit Austin Riley. Our, our, our stars that carry our team. And Acuna does everything for us. I mean. Yeah. Like I say, he uh, stealing bases, uh, throwing people out, hitting for average, hitting uh, uh, hitting uh, long balls. 
I mean, he's he's what make us go. Yeah. And uh, you know, last night he hit one off his knee. That was ah, him. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can't see if he's, he's in up the, left and right, man. Huh? Just getting beat up left and right. Yeah, he's you know we're getting really nicked up, and uh, so I hope he's in the lineup tonight. I hadn't got the lineup uh, out tonight yet. And uh, Michael Harris, another one. He uh, hyperextended his leg the other night. Uh, he's day to day. But we are getting. Uh, we got some good news coming back for the Braves. Travis Darno isn't uh, on a rehab assignment. You're gonna have um, to turn this down. That's my emoji. Hey, how's it going? Good. So you uh you're writing in the chat that it is a time honored tradition. Expound on that, please. You know, it's been a, a thing in baseball. If you believe that someone was in, a pitcher was throwing intentionally at one of your your uh teammates, then when you go out in the field, you have your pitcher throw at someone on the other team. That it's, it's been that way all of my lifetime. Eye for um, an eye. Pardon? Eye for an eye? Not quite that way, <laughs> but, you know, you hit a player on the opposing team and you, and it, always seems to be one of the better ones. It's not like, you know, people do this. It's with the bad ones because there'd be no reason to, because there's, you know, if it's an obvious hit, then they're going to attempt to, or the, the possibility is that the pitcher will be thrown out for hitting the, the player, you know, for trying to hit the player. And on the retaliation, there's an even stronger chance that the the pitcher could be thrown out. Yeah, but about it. well, you're correct in that, Mom OG. Uh, if typically they hit the star players who are who are hitting home runs against the pitcher, so the pitcher kind of takes it personal. So when you come back up, they say, "Well, I'm gonna knock you off the plate." And if I hit you, I just hit you. Yeah. And chin music. Right. And then uh, back in the old days when Bob Gibson and all those guys were pitching, uh, they they would retaliate. They'd come back. They'd wait till their star come up, and they, they'd hit him. And it was a known commodity in baseball that that's what you did. But now we are in 2023 baseball to where that's not really the way they want to do it anymore. What they want to do now, if 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 I hit a guy, so when the next pitcher comes out, if he gets close, they might give him a warning. If he hits him, he's automatically thrown out of the game and the manager. Well, what happens if uh, you know, and now that we have all these new rules, how does that affect everything with the pitch clock and the hitting clock, as far as you know? you get one of those type of moments to where everybody has to think about what's going on. How does that affect both players? Well, I mean, well, the umpires have discretion and they might just have to stop that and stop the clock and say, we got to think about this. And, you know, they have, they can confer among themselves trying to decide, did they think it was an intentional attempt to hit the um, player, the, the batter, or did they think that the ball just slipped out of his hand? And a lot of times I think the way the pitcher reacts, because, you know, if I were on the mound and I threw a ball and it didn't come out of my hand, right, I slipped on the, on the mound or the ball didn't, came out of my hand, barely slipped out of my hand or something, I would yell a warning to the batter. Yeah. Watch out or something. Well, you can't yeah. do that, Mama OG. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? No, I mean, you, it's going 90 something miles an hour. Well, and it's a little hard. <laughs> you can't because your teammates, you're you're playing against them. They don't want you to 
tell that batter to watch out. We're not. If about- I think I'm going to injure somebody, I'm going to yell a warning. I don't care why my teammates. I mean, that's very nice of you. That's very I- nice of you, but that's not a nice game that they play. That's not going to cut it in the American League. In, in National oh, I don't. I'm not. Gonna, I'm a National League girl. So. <laughs> yeah, in the National League, either one is not going to cut it. I know. Usually, but- it's predetermined when that pitcher comes out in the dugout. That I'm okay. He hit our guy. I already know that I'm going out there to hit him. He already yeah. made his mind up along with the manager. Yeah, no. Doubt. Yeah, but remember, I'm a girl, and I'm never going to be in that situation. So yeah, well, I hope not. that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to let you know, you know, from from I, from a man's standpoint, that's a man's game. That they they don't think like that, and and matter of fact. His teammates would probably get upset with him for saying, watch out. I don't mean to hit you in the head. You know? Well, you know, and especially if it's headed for somebody's head. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to hit him in the back or if it's going to hit him in the arm, that's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. In the middle of the But if it's going to hit him in the head, that's a different story. I'm sorry. It It just is. Usually they try to aim for the arm or the uh or the leg yeah, or something like they just something, yeah. they just want to hit him to get the point across. Yeah. And and like I say, I'm old school and I, I believe that it's time for us to retaliate because Ron Lacuna is our star and nobody should be hitting him just just to get in his head and let him know, Well, you ain't gonna hit no home run off me tonight. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, okay. But we appreciate that, Mom OG, for calling in. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo, when he played for the Cubs and still playing for the Yankees, gets hit more than any other player because he stands so close to the plate. Who was that? Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Oh, Anthony Rizzo? Gets, yeah, has hit more than, I mean, like a dozens of more times. I mean, a hundred and something times. 150 or two, almost 200 times now, I think. In fairness, though, he, he stands over the plate and he does have that melon for a head. Right. Well, he, by him standing over the plate like that, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they want to pitch inside. So, yeah. you know, they're going to brush him off now. Now, I can see the pitcher's point right there. I got to get him off the plate just so he can't uh, cover the outside part of the plate to, if I pitch him outside. So, you know, he's going to get hit, and I think he knows that. Yeah, I think he wants that, to be honest with you. I mean, that's quite the strategy that, you know, your whole career you get on base just for, you know, taking a couple contusions, but it is what it is. But, Mom OG, thanks again for calling. We're going to go to a commercial, and when we come back, we can talk a little bit about those Atlanta Falcons, okay? All right. Bye. Bye. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports, from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen.
All right, coming back on the Cash Potato Sports Report. Want to thank Mom OG for coming, tuning in, and uh, giving us her side of the story. She's always with us every week, and we love to interact with Mom OG. Uh, also, want to let you know that uh, the Cash Potato Sports Report is going to be on the move. May 27th, Saturday, May 27th, we're going to be in uh, McDonough, Georgia at 207 Old Town Way, McDonough, Georgia from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's going to be a, a bridge in, presented by Bridge in the Process, a money-making market. So if you're in that area, come down, check us out, and check out all the, uh, the shopping, the uh, all the food they got there, and all the stuff you can buy from the Bridge in the Process um, uh, people that's pre- uh, putting it on. And if you, you want to contact anybody, you can contact uh, Melissa Taylor, 770-235-2564. One more time. Uh, 770-235-64. Contact Melissa Taylor with the Bridge in the Process uh, organization putting on the money-making market in McDonough, Georgia. May 27th from 10 to 6 p.m. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So like nature intended. Hey, man, we're going to be doing our thing down there. Y'all come up. Dex going to be signing autographs. Yes. And everything. So, hey, how about that? I'm going to wear clean underwear and everything. Oh, man. Look all respectable in public. <laughs> Can't beat that. <laughs> all right, Dex, uh, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we had the NBA draft last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked uh, running, running NFL? back. NFL. What did I say? You said NBA, man. I'm, I'm sorry, NFL draft. Uh, uh, thanks for. I was just checking to make sure you was on. Oh, you no. Know, yeah, yeah, I'm on something. <laughs> <laughs> but the NBA draft, uh, uh, with the number eight pick, the Atlanta Falcons select running back B. John Robinson out of Texas. Hook him horns. I want to know if you listening. What did you think about that uh, pick? Uh, were you looking for edge rusher? Were you looking for a cornerback? Or were you happy with this running back that we get out of Texas who is being called um, one of the best running backs since 2014 to come out of the draft? I mean, how many times have they said that, though? Well, (laughs) they say this guy's the real deal. The last one was, uh, I think it was uh, uh, the kid out of uh, New York. Uh, what's the running back in for the New York Giants? Uh, he he was so good, you forgot him. I forgot his name. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Lightbright. I haven't seen you in forever, and uh, glad you're listening to us. I forgot I don't his know, name. Man. You know, I drink, so you know I don't. I'm, I apologize, y'all. I'm 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 thinking and I'm talking. So. But that's my point, though. Is like. Running backs are a dime a dozen, dude. Well, not now. Not this guy. This guy is uh, Saquon Barkley. That's his name. Saquon, I, I, Saquon, Barkley. Saquon Barkley. He's a running back for the Giants. That's that's yeah. really a two. They saying that B. John Robinson is 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 that dude. And uh-huh. with the type of offense that the Falcons have, the uh, we run first, pass second. Yeah, he's gonna fit in well. You know, uh, we we picked up some old linemen. Mm-hmm. To help block for Bijan, and yeah. uh, it, you know, they calling you know throughout the media, throughout the league, they're saying this was a a good pick. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, it was a good pick, but we need defense, man. Well, we did get defense, and I'm going to tell you in just a second who we picked up, and they're they're giving the Falcons a um, a minus. On, on the draft that they conducted. So, hey. So, I'm going to give you uh, the Falcons picks. Uh, like I say, round one, we got B. John Robinson pick num- with pick number eight. Round two, we got Matthew Bergeron. He's an offensive lineman uh, with pick number 39. And they say this guy is going to come in starting at that left guard that we've been having trouble with for years. Yeah. So he's to, he's supposed to be a mountain mover, and that's gonna be great because we need to fill that slot. Yeah. Round three, we got Zach Harrison out of Ohio State, uh, at pick number seventy-five. Uh, he is an edge rusher, which is a defensive end. We've been needing that for years. I hope he brings the load to where we can get to the help get to the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, really, 
that position has evolved so much um, over the years. It's it's so hard to fill something like that because you need a very unique athlete that has not only size but explosiveness right. coming off, as well as a level of football intelligence as to what's going on because they have a very short uh, window of time to make decisions because the plays can either happen right in front of them or right past them. So Yeah, that's true. And they'll have some time to – to develop him because, you know, you picked up Bud Dupree, uh, uh, you know, from the Titans, who is a edge rusher linebacker. Uh, so he'll be able to learn some stuff from Bud Dupree, you know. So and, and with the other people that we picked up, he he won't he won't have to start. They can bring him along slowly. So, but we still think that's a that's a good pick. Um, round number four, we picked up Clark Phillips, the third. Um, he's a cornerback with peak number 113. They saying this guy should have would have been a late first rounder. Uh, if he hadn't had uh uh that was, I think he had a type of an injury or something early on and it dropped him down to and you get him in the fourth round. Uh they're saying he is the steal of the draft. So we're gonna see. He'll be back there. Uh in the secondary, hope I'm hoping he gonna knock some passes down and pick some off. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know that's that is a hard job. I'd say out of all the positions out there, that is a hard job because you're busy reacting. Yeah, you to not, very fast people. You you on the island. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. All right, in round number seven, uh, with pick number two hundred and twenty-four, we we get uh, Demarco Hellams. Uh, he is another cornerback, and. Uh, so hopefully, you know, again, you add more depth to the secondary. And then with pick number 225, round number seven, you get uh, Javon Gwynn. Um, he's another uh, offensive lineman. So, you know, you address some needs that you had. And hopefully it's going to put us in a position to where we make the playoffs this year. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm going to call it now. That's not happening. <laughs> I, 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 I think we will because the, the free agents that we picked up are, are stars. They're players. You went out and spent your money. You had $60 million to spend and you went out and you got some, some, you got some difference makers and that's what you got to have. You got to have, you know, Calais Campbell is a difference maker. Yeah, definitely. You know, so you 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 got Bud Dupree is a difference maker. Mm -hmm. So you you got you got some people to stop the other team. Yeah, and you got some offensive weapons and Bijan Robinson. All the guys that you drafted last year got another year under their belt. Uh, hopefully, Desmond Ritter. All he's got to do is put the ball where it needs to be because he's getting protected. So, you know, we're we're gonna see. I, this is year three. Yeah. And uh, you know, Arthur Smith, he's he's got to this is you gotta year three, if 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 you're seven and ten again, then we probably gonna be having a conversation about another coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question about it. I man. mean, th th you had the money to go out and get what you needed, him and Terry Font know the GM, and we should at least make the playoffs this year. Had an excellent draft, too. So that's what I'm saying. You had an excellent draft. And now, now you got to coach these kids up. Yeah, yeah. So it's a make or breaker for him, huh? Yeah. So I mean, it is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. It, it, the reason why is because it is if we're four and ten. Oh yeah. Okay, but it's not if we make the playoffs. You understand? Yeah. Or, we got to make the playoffs in year three. I'm just so yeah. you you I don't it just depends on how Arthur Blank thinks about it. I mean spent a lot of money, bro. <laughs> how about that? I mean, it just depends on how he thinks about it. But I'm looking for some big things. I, I really am. I'm I'm looking for some big things from the Falcons because you know you had 60 million dollars to spend and you needed to go out and find the pieces, you know, that you needed to to be better. Oh yeah, no question about it. And each game, you know, you want to get better and better. So uh, uh again, uh listeners, if you're out there, if you happy with the draft, let us know. Uh if you want it to go in a different direction, let us know. 
uh, I, that as well. I think, I mean, I know, I, I know with some of our current listeners, they're out of state, so I, I doubt they care about the Falcons. But you never know. We got, we got, this is true. You know, people around true. the globe. Although every time I go to a Falcons game, it's nothing but Saints fans. Oh, get out. Don't don't <laughs> even start that deck. I ain't in the mood for the, this. The Saints? Yeah, man. I'm I'm not, you know, it's it's amazing how much they travel, though. So yeah, they travel well, and we gotta beat the Saints this year. Uh yeah. the Saints are, are on paper not very good. But when it comes to a rivalry, uh-huh. you throw it out the window because uh-huh. You know, they're going to bring theirs, I guarantee you. I mean, it's called Any Given Sunday for a reason. Well, they're going to bring their fans, and they talk that yet. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Um, Let's uh, let's move on to um, a really poignant question. And that question is, why is sports such a big part of American culture? Yeah, why did you take my role? Uh, I was trying to help you out, brother. Yeah, I don't need no help. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) did to me, so... You got it anyway. Christmas in July. I don't know. It's not even July, but but yeah. What are your thoughts, T? Because I am I am curious. Uh, sports is a a big. It's it's part of the American culture because um, of money, and it gives people. Uh, let me let me back into this the way I want to now for you for you judge me um, sports is a part of our economy and it drives uh you know so it's a way for people to get out of their main job it's a way for people to to get away from life for a few hours you know to go find they go to the arena they go to the football field and they can forget about their problems for a few hours, you Tail, know, tailgating parties. Uh-huh. Yeah. You do all that for a few hours. You can forget about the rents due. You can forget about all that and cheer for your team and let a lot of stress go. I, uh, uh, I want to take that thought further, man. Um, yeah. It's, so I have this thing that I call my other place. It's when I'm not home and I'm not at work and I can find a lot of peace. Right. I think with a lot of Americans, that's that plays into it you know just expound on what you're saying but i think there's also that sense of community you know everybody goes out they they drink beer together they all wear the same or similar uniforms they're cheering for the same people they're screaming at the same moments they're sharing the happiness just like they're sharing the sorrow i think that's where a lot of it comes from is there's that sense of community yeah yeah. I, i can agree with that and and sports brings people together Mm-hmm. in that respect um you, you've got you know you okay go back to the 50s and 60s <clears throat> okay we know that was a bad time in american history but you can look at the different situations where you know black people and white people came together playing a sport and if they were on the same team they wanted just for a moment they forgot about the pettiness, the pettiness that that was happening in the world because or in the United States at that time. It's collectivism. Yeah, we're we're coming together for that A goal. Thing. Yeah, for it's, I was talking to one of the coaches that's on my son's baseball team, and because uh, he and I do a podcast together, and we were talking about how neither one of us had really been that big of baseball fans until our kids were playing right and now we're invested yeah you you're know, invested. we're invested because it's important to our children so it you know by proxy becomes important to us you know i look at the the field that we're at the organization that we're at i know the people up at the concession stand <laughs> it's it's amazing how much of that comes together just because of sport you know, you know, sport and how yeah. much we love our families and yeah. our communities. No you know? doubt. All of our friends play on this, you know, have kids that play on that same, those same teams. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's a, it's a driving part of the economy because with that, you got a lot of people working those events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got rich owners that are building stadiums, creating a whole bunch of jobs. Well, it's 
the cities that are let's correct that it's the cities that well, are building yeah, the stadiums yeah the cities <laughs> okay correct let's, let's correct that yeah it's, yeah. The, it's the cities but the, and and then you know the organization is hiring the people to work for or or they they what they do is they contract to to different companies to sell the food to sell the the souvenirs and all that stuff yeah. All a part of the organization. All the licensing, all, all the all, businesses all around there, right. the different bars. All the, Everybody benefits from that sporting event. The kids on the corner selling waters if you're out all here in Atlanta. <laughs> all of that. Uber drivers. Uh, yeah, yes. all, of, all of that. So yeah. that's why it's such a big part of our economy. And you found that during the pandemic, when a lot of that stopped, yeah, the economy started suffering from that i mean the money wasn't moving nobody was going anywhere nobody was going anywhere and 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 just think about all the people that work those events that that are not getting paid yeah and and so that's why sports is such a big part of the american economy the 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 world the united states you know we just had the world games yeah uh the world cup i mean look at how much that generated in yeah. the, it was over in Dubai. Yeah. And uh, so, it, and then it, it gives also, it gives these athletes another platform to venture into other things as well. Yeah. I mean, there's the, you know, we mentioned the economics of it. There's also the sponsorships and not necessarily on the commercials, you know, during the, during the commercial timeouts, but, you know, if somebody sponsored by, some water company or coca-cola they're gonna get mentioned and it just it keeps everything flowing that's just on the economic side but i think on the spiritual side of it it it's collectivism it's tribalism we're all together in the city i as strangers we can high five each other when we're celebrating that same moment we can we can toast to each other when we when we win a championship we can collectively cry together when somebody drops a pass at the wrong time it's it it allows you to be a part of something bigger than yourself it does uh i look back when uh where the braves won the world series in 21 but i remember back in the 90s when we won the world series in 95 and everybody the braves were in it every year went to the world series for five straight years yeah and this this community everybody was so nice everybody was talking about the braves everybody was trying to get tickets you know just everybody was in a good mood because our team was winning yeah and 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 so that's another thing that it does uh to 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 bring people together again and that winning validates your city like we are good enough we are the winning validates that so yeah uh if anybody out there that you know if you if you listening if you know chime in and let us know definitely we got yeah give us some thoughts on you know what your thoughts are about uh about that situation and how it affects you i know it affects me because when we um uh, 2016 when we lost the super bowl i wasn't right (laughs) (laughs) i was Pimp was down for about two months. If I remember correctly, you sure did have a lot of moonshine empty bottles during oh, that time. If gosh, I remember correctly, man, but, I, you I, know? that hurt me so bad. And yeah. but it affects different people emotion. I was, I said, I really got to get a hold of myself. I was affected emotionally, emotionally just like on that. a molecular level. Huh? Yes, I mean, yeah. I was just, I was out. Of, it was that's how it affects this country. Yeah, here's the thing also. Um, one really sort of unspoken part of it is the rivalries. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you a really funny story. Um, up the street from my dad, uh, one of his neighbors, he's from New Orleans. And he he snuck a Florida Lee on my dad's uh, car. <laughs> and <laughs> as like a little bumper sticker, just yeah. a small one so nobody could see. And uh, my dad, of course, paid him back with like a... Um, uh university of alabama one or a, a falcons one or something like that and he they would just trade stickers back and forth. but this one neighbor and i'm gonna call him out by his name because he was a good guy barry the first day that um 
you know, my parents moved to that house. He came over and he said, Hey, I got to run to the store, but let you let your husband know I'm coming over to help you guys move in. Mm-hmm. And my parents were friends with him forever until oh, he yeah. moved. But he's just, even though, you know, he cheered for a different team, it was still part of that community, even though it was a rivalry. Right. Even though his team was the rival to my dad's team. And oh, it's, yeah. it's still, there's that, that mutual respect that goes on. Like even with my, uh, my son's, um, the, my son juice box, he plays on a baseball team and his team is currently second in their, um, in their league and they play against a team that's first. And I always tell the team, the, the coach on the other team for the next 90 minutes, we're not friends after that. We're cool. That's it. And, I, it but it's that running joke. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? That running joke is that light, light. Yeah. But know? there's a mutual respect. There's a huge amount of respect. And he tells me like every time that he plays us, he's afraid. He's definitely afraid. Like those kids are afraid to play us, but we're at 500 um, playing each other. Yeah. Each of us has two wins, two losses, but and we're going to end up seeing them in the playoffs. So, well, cool. Well, that's just like if the Falcons and the Saints are playing and you come over to my house and I, I got my jersey on and I, I'm watching the Falcons, you got a Saints jersey on. Well, you ain't coming in my house until you j- take that jersey off. <laughs> <laughs> you come and watch the game with me, but you ain't bringing that Saints jersey in my house. I just want you to know that. Well, I uh, I got this uh, little chat from Mama OG. She says, I think sports are more important than they used to be because people are less able to entertain themselves and they are with less likely and they are they are with less likely to play games, etc. with their families than they used to be 40, 50 years ago. That is an excellent point. Good point. I mean, because, you know, I, I spoke about, you know, not really being interested in baseball until my son was playing. Now I'm interested. I caught him on YouTube watching baseball highlights the other day and trying to figure out strategies. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. It's funny because I I didn't I thought his interest in it was just passive. He just likes competing. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much he was studying, studying it. Yeah, that's what you, you do. Know? I, you know, I t- me and my son, we I mean, we were baseball nuts. So when mm-hmm. we go to the Braves game, he was playing baseball at that time too. And so we're sitting there looking at the situation. I constantly tell him, I say, all right, look at the situation you got out there. He's 10 years old now. Mm-hmm. And I say, and you tell me uh, what uh, the Braves are in the field. So what are their options here? Yeah. You know, it's bases loaded, less than two outs. So what are the Braves going to play for? Are they going to uh, they're going to try to get him out at the plate? If it's a ground ball, they're going to. The infield, are they going to play back and try to get two? All those situations. And I would have him tell me what those scenarios are so he knows when he plays baseball uh, what his situation is, whether he's Mm -hmm. pitching or whether he's batting. What do you want to do here with a run at third base in less than two outs? What's your goal as a batter? Yeah. You know, your goal as a batter is to get the ball out of the infield to get that run home. Yeah. You know, fly ball, ground ball, whatever. But so, I, so you know, and and he knew. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm, you know, but how much of that does that stem from you spending time with him? You know, just throwing the ball around in the yard, it, just wax, and just talking about anything. All of that plays a part in that. All of it, you know, when you collectively do those little small things, those small transactions, they add up. Oh yeah, to this this sum of nostalgia for a sport a team a community because it's all based on those feelings right and you know those emotional attachments to those feelings that's right that's why sports are so important i mean just in developing what uh team uh you know it's it's a team you're you know you're you're developing a team you you use sports in all different kind of ways uh to to be a part of a team you do that at work yeah. You know, you be a part of a team at your job. That comes from sports as well. Yeah, with teamwork. Um, that that one particular coach that I was talking to, uh, Jesse, he uh, he wants my son, Juicebox, to get into uh, wrestling. Um, yeah. Because he was, he was saying how it builds up, you know, to summarize what he was saying, is that it builds up fortitude. Right. It builds up your ability to get past situations to build up that mental strength to get yeah, past because it. it's just you yeah but it develops you yeah. as a person i, I think, know yeah. i wrestle yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's but that's i think what sports does in so many ways 
Yeah, um, it, it, it develops confidence, it, you know, creates confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all those things is, is again, I, I think sports is so much a part discipline, of team building. Discipline. discipline. I mean, Everything. morale. My um, Juice's team, I've noticed, is the only team to where they're singing baseball chants when their players are up. Right. You know, yeah. they're trying to get into other teams' head while yeah. building themselves up. Yeah. You know, it's friendly. It's civil. You know, they're not putting anything anybody down but they uh they they're constantly cheering each other on and again that ties into all those nostalgia moments that make sports important because it's so integral in western development no doubt so yeah yeah there you hear there you have it uh wrapping things up guys Uh, Mm -hmm. again we want to uh thank everybody for tuning in light bright mama og you are always welcome thank you for your uh, questions and comments. Uh, you you just like a part of the studio. Uh, Always. Yeah, uh, no question about it. <laughs> also, we want to give another shout out to the Bridge in the Process. Uh, Couch Potato Pro- uh, Sports Report is going to be on the move May 27th, Saturday, May 27th, uh, 207 Old Town Way, McDonough, Georgia, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's the money-making market. Uh, you can contact Melissa Taylor. Go to the Bridge in the Process Facebook page. has all the information there. Her number is 770-235-2564, 770-235-2564, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you. Uh, Dexter's going to be signing autographs. Don't forget, you want, <laughs> you want to get that. But uh, with that, hey, Dex, you got any last words? Uh, yeah, man. Um, go Nuggets, for sure. Okay. Um, and to uh, our co-hosts that are absent, we miss you guys. So yeah, hurry back. Wait, yeah, definitely. You know you can't have me talking up too much. So right. And with that, hey, keep the peace. We'll see you next week. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on the Couch Spot on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Okay, thanks.